Shamrock Rovers supporters, you must be crying in your cornflakes. I've paid my dues time after time. I've done my sentence but committed no crime. And bad mistakes. Welcome to Tales in the East End, episode 111, and it's the FAI Cup Winners edition. And uh, Joey is giving us dogs abuse here. He's saying, he's saying Jenny Blues <laughs> is Baltic. So uh, we have the players in with Gary O'Neill, with Pico, and we have uh, Joey O'Brien. So, lads, you're very welcome to Johnny Blues. Thanks for having us. Yeah, great to be here. Your second appearance here, Joey. Yeah. He's got me hat trick ball now. He's got like a soccer job. Yeah, ball, yeah. Just like the style of a joke. Two dubs and a carry man. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, so we some special guests, like we said, and uh, thanks to the lads coming down. They're looking fresh enough, in fairness now, considering recent cup win. And um, we've Gary O'Neill here. Gary scored a winning penalty in the final, so you didn't know. You didn't know it was the winning penalty, I believe. No, I didn't. Um, a few people don't believe me when I, when I say, you know, but actually, Jimmy went up to the to the take the penalty, unaware that if I, if I scored it. Uh, that was it until Derek the referee told me he said if you score this it's over <laughs> and tell me the way it was it was stroked home it was quite different to the other penalties in your mind did you have it decided where you were going to stroke it home or were you going to power it with what way did you did you go about the process for taking the penalty I, I, I used to take penalties at UCD and you know at previous clubs I've been I used to take penalties so I have my own kind of run up and I always kind of keep my eye on the goalkeeper and wait for him to, to make his first move and you know I kind of decide last second where I'm going to put it I didn't go up knowing where I'm going to put this to, really? To the last second? Right. yeah it was very late Yeah, it's just the way I've always taken my penalties my own little kind of stutter if you see me run up and stuff so there was no thought process behind it it was just kind of impulsive and we were the same going on that, what Gary said there about he didn't know we didn't know back in the on the line, yeah. It, was, it we just all about our head, didn't it? Because it was well, yeah, the whole the thing was mad. Yeah. I don't think the lines went though, because Finna was pulling the lines and saying, "Is this definitely last penalty?" They're looking at each other. Yeah. Do you know what I love though? Because we, we, we were me and me some were predicting who was going to take them. Not one of us predicted you, Joey. And when you stepped up, I just said, "You know what I thought? I said, That's a fucking Joey O'Brien move. That is That's <laughs> such a Joey move. Stepping up and grabbing a bit of bollocks." Yeah. Well, as Joey said, there were there were many attackers left in the pitch. There weren't many of our penalty takers. No, we don't strike around at that stage. Mike was going to be number five. Farouja played up top for the last few minutes, didn't you? Yeah, yeah Joey so actually said that to me when I think Boki came up and then we saw Green and he was just like. Taking off all the penalties, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so you thought that? Yeah, after the game and all that, people was, the most things people have been saying to me is, Jesus, when I seen you going. <laughs> <laughs> At first, I thought. Don't even say, well, don't win the cup. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing taking the ball for the penalty? Yeah, At first, when I saw I thought to myself, Joe, he's going to fucking smash this. I really did because it was just. It was a, it was such a Joey move to step up, like, you know, a leadership mm-hmm. thing and say, right, I'm going to fucking grab the juice. Did you, in the huddle or whatever, did you say, yeah, I'm taking it straight up? Oh yeah, when after the game, I think um, I'm not too sure. Glenn said it to you, did he? After the whistle blew, Glenn was just—I think they had it maybe a little list yeah. themselves, the just from the day before. We done panels, and I think it was sort of like fans one, yeah, it's fans one, yeah. I know you were the fans one, but to be fair, I probably—it's a long game. Obviously, I was on for 120 minutes. Out, lads after coming off the pitch, but I'm sure like Borky, um, Greener, yeah. even Cabell probably—they would have been probably. Down as penalty takers as well, yeah. sort of thing. Obviously, we had Gary, Arden, obviously, and uh, Jack. I'm sure they would have like they would have been in the tree, definitely, probably. But maybe um, me and Greg were, were a little bit down the pecking order. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Yeah. First thing I asked you was, had you taken one before? He said you did for West Ham. Yeah. No, I tell you what, I actually took one the day before, and Alan saved it. 
and uh, yeah. in training they were, I think was that the only day we practiced them uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Did you many yeah. practice one each? Someone yeah. said it was one each. You took yeah. just one. Yeah, and I'll save it. I actually went to the other side, and then when I found out what I knew what was going up, it was just the only one I really took in a competitive game. Now over the years was it was one West Ham. We played the we were in the Europa League qualifier against this Maltese crowd over there, and it went to um, it went to Panos and stroke down home as well. It was exactly nah, to be honest, it was the exact same. Yeah. That's where it went, the same area. So I thought. Listen, I woke once, so hopefully I woke again. <laughs> Just to explain to people, uh, listen at home, our plan for the upcoming week. So today is the three lads, and our next show, we're going to cover the whole two days in detail, uh, the full rundown. So in case anyone's wondering, like, oh, you didn't mention this or that, there's going to be a second show uh, next week, and we'll talk about the five side as well. Possibly so, a big live show as well. We're, mm-hmm. we're probably going to do that and get all the fans in. Maybe we have to, don't we? <laughs> Four problems with booze around there. They look after us. So try um, to get the cup in. Yeah, Pigle, ah, Pigle get you the cup. Ah, well, yeah, it has to be there. For, it has to be there on Saturday. It has to be there on Saturday. We have some medals here, don't we? Yeah. yeah. Do, yeah, we, yeah. do yeah. we have the medals with you? Yeah, yeah. Whip them out there. I had one on earlier on. Yeah. Yeah, I looked at crackers. Well, I'm trying to bring the the quiz of water around. What time? Do you remember that was misspelled when Sligo won? It said Silgo. They actually missed the one in 2013. Unbelievable. Yeah. Isn't it? So now what I thought was a great moment. I don't know what the other week in the training ground was uh, the runner up medals for the league or something was in the was in the dressing room. We went in. I'm not too sure. I don't think anyone took them, did he? Although no, no, I definitely didn't take one. Yeah. So it was one of them moments where we've oh, seen yeah. them all there and the lads. When did they get presented nah. to you? They just, I've never heard I've of runner up medals being no. presented before, but they were just yeah. kind of there on the like the kind of stand that we have in the dressing room and everyone's just looking and goes. I don't want that yeah. and just walked away like so <laughs> and no one touched me and no one was yeah. looking back now it's like yeah good on yeah. you know so, so Pico when? has it sunk in you um, I'd say we yeah. were talking I was talking to you in the elbow about this and we weren't it hadn't sunk in at the time we, it was it was one of those things where you were just looking around you're going okay well it, it's happened you had a fantastic season you won the cup you've been capped and it just you were trying to take it all in at the time. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think it was probably after that night, the next day, when you're reflecting all the conversations that you had with the fans, like and how much it meant to people, and just seeing the joy on people's face. Like obviously, we were playing the game, and it was just such a relief for us to get over the line and and obviously win the medals and win the trophy. Like, but then you go to the average, as you said, and turn your in, and people come up just saying, "Look, thanks very much. I think it's a great day." I think it was. Jeez, no, this is for you. He's waiting yeah. so long. Like, we're, like some of us are only like here three years, two years, whatever. Like, people have been following the club the whole life, and to finally uh, see Rowers win the cup after t- thirty-two years, it's fantastic for them. But as you say, when you see them come to you and thanking you, it does really hit. I saw home. you thanking McCarthy in his, his bright green suit, no, and you're, you're <laughs> saying to him, "No, Nick, this is for you." Yeah, yeah it is though. Like I say, he just wanted great one, for us. Wants one players. more cup, didn't he? Yeah, it's yeah. great for us as players, obviously, to win something and to, to validate like a great season that we had. Like for, for the fans who waited thirty two years, and obviously hearing stories that people have sons in their torches has never seen Rovers yeah, win the sure. cup. Like same with ourselves. I wasn't even born when we won the last one, so yeah. it's it's a massive, massive moment in the club and. I mean, the week before, this is something I know you don't want to give away too much, but the week before and the lead up to the game, this is something that I'm fascinated with as regards to inner workings. Now, you don't have to reveal too much, but what was the mentality like, start you, with you, Gary, what was the mentality like leading up to the game and preparation? Was it different to a regular league game or was it something a little bit different because it was the final? Um, I think the, the day today on last week was fairly normal to what we've always done every, every yeah. week, jump before the game. Obviously, there there is obviously a lot more behind it with it being a cup final, and we don't go and stay in a Carton House before a league game. Obviously, yeah. so you only had preparation like that. Is that where it was? Yeah, the Carton House. On the Saturday night, yeah. Saturday night, we went up to the Carton House on Saturday morning, done a bit of training down there, and just relaxed for the night. You know, watched a bit of video and stuff like that, and then Sunday obviously was was all systems go. But you know, on the, on the weekend, Rollstone was no different than yeah. than a normal league game against against Dundalk. You know, we prepared the exact same way we would if we were playing them. On a Friday night. What about you, Joey? I mean, you you would have been a, a seasoned veteran at this stage. When in the lead up to the game, did you feel like you had to step up as regards a, a, a leader? Nah, listen, not really. To be honest, like yeah, as Gary said, it was uh, the week going into it was fairly similar to training. What low day we had and stuff like that going into a normal week, but it's everyone around the club. You know, it's a it's a huge game. I suppose it's the press, the media. There's a lot more attention on certain things. So that whole build up to it, but. It's a fantastic week, you know, it really is. You're going, you get the suits, you get fitted, 
you go up to the hotel, um, you know it's uh, you know it's something different. You're travelling in, you're in your suits, you're getting ready in the room just beforehand. Like I was room with Finna, so me and Finna in the hotel room just getting ready, uh, talking about it, and you know, and uh, it's something that we did right as regards to the build up. Like everything was spot on, like with the suits. With mm. the mentality, it seemed like that we ticked all the boxes. That's when you burned us in the tracksuit, though. I've seen that, yeah. We were, we're the only team. The game started, we looked at the big Titan Tron, we said, geez, the Brad's our fella filling out the suit, looking dapper. It just it just, it felt right. Everything <laughs> felt right. It felt like all the boxes were ticked. Yeah, it was great. Now, listen, I'm not giving too much away. I'm sure the lads know this, like the night before, obviously, there was a video out there, the man did organise the video, the staff had organised videos and that, messages from uh, fans and stuff like that. And then the. Um, Morning of the game, there was a video organised messages from family and friends, and yeah. to be fair, I've been around. As you keep on reminding me, along the <laughs> but uh, it was probably one of the best things we've seen from, uh, yeah, yeah. in a sense, yeah. of an inspirational video or yeah. a messages of support and stuff. How it was done, and how he went about it. Um, not too sure any of the lads knew about. It. Maybe, well, I think probably now Ronan did, but um, the rest was definitely didn't, and it was. Uh, really moving and really emotional and I think from my point of view um, well I was nearly crying but I'm sure the other lads were probably near tears as well like if not crying so in that sense it was it was a huge moment and for me going out it was uh, incredible you know just to see the messages from family and friends the loved ones and obviously lads there like all the rest of the lads you wouldn't have a personal connection to their families and stuff like that but seeing how much it meant to them and meant to their families and I was. I have to say, it was one of the best things I've been I've seen in the dressing room. You know, was there an Al Pacino any given Sunday type speech? Did anyone? Give no, there wasn't. Yeah. No, there wasn't. It was. Uh, it wasn't the cliche show. You know. Yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> real from the heart, from everyone involved. I suppose family, friends, the staff, the whole squad. Went to, it was great. It was everyone involved in the in the, in the football club. I think had a family member or friends or whatever giving the message, and it was. Uh, yeah, as I said, it was a great move with the management and whoever was involved and mm. organising, I think. As a religious man now, how many prayers were said? How many candles were lit before that game? Ah, Spent the fortune in the, in the church, I'd <laughs> say. No, this whole religious thing about it. This was asked about <laughs> Only Joe, I got you. Yeah, on Sunday, your man said to me, what's your day going to be? And I said, well, pretty much the same as normal. I'm going to go up, have breakfast, go to Mass, get ready for the game, go to the game. People jump all over the same. Go to Mass. Listen. Where do you go, Agnes's? No, we actually didn't. I had to go up. I was up in Carton House, so I had to go. And, I actually went Saturday evening, so mm. um, up around the main hill. But listen, that's, uh, <laughs> that's one of the things. And um, the footage of the crowd and the white horse in Rings End. Now, we, we ran three double-deckers from the Abbo, and one, there's 76 seats on each. I think one of them had about 140 people on it, and I think nearly fell into the Liffey. And then our <laughs> one broke down on the way in. And it was Everyone t- broke down the way in and took an hour and a half to get back. To, to get back into the tour of Dublin, but on the way in, we went in and we did, the place just opened up into Rings End. There was people everywhere. There was flares going off, smoke bombs. A white horse was getting ready to lead us in, and it just—I just thought to myself, like when I'm blowing around trumpet around, but nobody, no other club would do it. Nobody other club would be able to take over the whole town the way we did that day. Did, did you see any footage of the white horse? There it is, there. Isn't it? but yeah no it was amazing yeah it was incredible because you just see the, the horse come over the bridge and then the few people behind it and it's just thousands of people then and the flares and all it's brilliant yeah, I didn't realise how large it was I think we were further back it's only when you watch the videos like how many people were in the ah, it was unbelievable everybody just got on board and, and bought into it it, it was brilliant but oh, I actually seen Martin over there and was talking to him about it sorry, <laughs> the, yeah. the last one did he so. the, the little donkey that yeah. he brought the last one this yeah. thing was a stallion yeah. 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 Was a donkey. Said, proper, proper horse man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Gary did you feel uh, now from fa- from a fan's perspective obviously the, the, it does, probably doesn't feel the truth to the players but we knew our, our starting eleven, and the only the only debatable selection was probably you or Greg Bolger, and that was the major call for fans. Uh, when, when did you find out that you'd play? And this applies to everybody. When did everybody find out they were starting? Uh, no, on Saturday, the same as a same as a normal week. Just then right. for the game, uh, the gaffer put the team up on on Saturday before we trained in, in the Carton House, and that's when I knew I was obviously yeah. definitely starting. But during the week, it was the same as always, just normal training. 
in your head was it up, was, was it debatable whether yeah, it was yeah definitely end? so because I think Greg played the last few games in the league there I was suspended for the Harps game he played that one and played UCD and played Cork and I thought he was he got the winner against Harps as well yeah I thought he was excellent in the last three games as he has been all season so you know and he's been there done that occurrence. exactly yeah he has finals, yeah. this is his fourth medal now so you know it wouldn't have been for me you know, a crazy shoulder to leave him out because yeah. he's, he's been excellent all year so it was up for debate. Look, I was obviously hoping more than anyone that I was going to get the nod and the, the light like I did, but no, it was definitely one that I was, I was thinking about already. Now, I wouldn't say you lads are shoe-ins, Pico <laughs> and, and Joey, but pretty much you, you, you knew you were going to start. Come on. You can't, but you know, that, that's yeah. that's the way football is, though. You've had a set on team now for about two months. I think that's the important thing, obviously. You want to play your strongest team out there like, and... The tried and tested I think really comes mm. to the forte in, in finals like uh, me and Joey and Lee have, have played don't know how many games together this season they can be fun good partnership good connection and uh, yeah obviously they've worked again on Sunday and uh, the atmosphere when you walked out and you saw 33,000 fans what did that feel like? that was unbelievable yeah. now that was all fan funded as well the, the ultras put out a mm. I put out a message saying listen we want to do something big see how quickly that was funded man it was unbelievable they put out like 50 raffle tickets prizes it was a tenner ahead the force batch went out in like 10 minutes it was gone everybody bought one another one another, and all the fans just fucking put the money in and it really showed up yeah, the banner was amazing legends are born in rings yeah mm. it was brilliant, it was brilliant. Well, I actually watched the last night it's deadly wasn't it I think back like from the whole build up and whatnot, you know and uh, uh, the game that was brilliant, like, you know, the whole, the going out with the fans, the flags, the lot, the, the atmosphere through the whole thing. I think second and a half of extra time as well, maybe they would have been shocked as well, those fans as we were going into the first half. Second half, definitely, again, the, you could hear the atmosphere getting us, yeah. not over the line, but I suppose. Yeah, that have an effect. With us, you know? Definitely, yeah, 100%. And, uh, yeah, right there, especially at the Titan, like, obviously the equaliser was just a hammer blow, oh and you could God. see everyone's a bit yeah. deflated. And I remember, obviously, we got in the group after the after the game and Joey turns us and goes look lads it happened we just have to take it go yeah. on with it. and there was a kind of a sense of just like staying in the game for 5 or 10 minutes just compose ourselves getting there I think second half so I went down myself and did a bit of cheerleading but the fans responded straight away and just yeah. gave us that little bit extra just to get through this still believing yeah, you the job. Day, yeah. but the first half of regular time 2 minutes in I'm talking about you Joey can Absolute. I just go back to what you were talking about <laughs> Gary there and Greg I was watching last last night and two of them were great you know, yeah. Gary as well in the game for the and goal. Gary's, Gary, Gary, my man, the match now. No, he was great, and for the goal that actually leads to to the penalty, it comes from a bit of magic in the centre of the park. Mm-hmm. And not many people probably see that because they'll see a further up with Borky's pass and stuff like that. But it starts from that composure there. But then, for me, Greg, then when he came on as well, an extra time. Really, was he? His energy was brilliant. Calming influence. But even saying influence, that, but an energy that obviously lads were, um, obviously you have to play in that length of time. You're fucking tired you know and then to come on that freshness to get us going again he was man the match an extra time yeah, yeah. that's what we were saying the last you know, both teams like you know with their subs had an impact obviously but I think Greg definitely especially you're talking about going back to players and who was going to play the 11 listen a football club like this you need 17, 18, 19, 20 players you know and obviously yeah. young boys as well they're chomping at the bit to try to get in and get involved you're never going to win that and just with 11 you know and you really don't you know you need players like um like that coming on and making sure they have an impact yeah. and I'm sure Greg was sick not to play like the rest, the rest of the boys there was lads that missed out obviously on the bench completely you know and I'm sure they were devastated as well but then to have that ability to be able to go onto a pitch and make a huge impact now I know Greg obviously went down and scored a penalty but make a huge impact in the actual game you know it was a, a reflection of him I suppose and as you said earlier well, he probably has four medals, you know. Yeah, did the same thing last year. Came on for Cork as a substitute, and he had a big influence yeah, in the game. Unbelievable! Like it shows you the type of character he is. But even going back to the whole man the match thing, like it's you could say it's unfair to pick one because it was a stunning performance. Like we, we, we have kind of struggled against that Dundalk side in recent years, and I always kind of feared him as as an as an opponent because they're a very good very good side. But when we came out, we saved our best performance ever. For that, for that, for that game, and it just showed you that this group has stepped up, and they really are starting to believe in themselves now. Set to push on for next year, but like I said about the man, the match team, like Pico had an unbelievable game. 
Who is it harsh to pick a man the match with this game? No, according to the Dundalk Democrat, by the way, they gave you seven out of ten. <laughs> Without doing that, <laughs> <It's> spectacular. <laughs> I think it was. You know, on that again, the well, that last night we had. I'm not saying all the best players on the pitch, but I, looking at it all the way through, I think for their players, that was the, probably the difference in obviously. I know it went to penalties, but for how the performance and who deserved to win it was also because when you're looking at the match last night, you realise that their players, their players were all at a high level. Oh, you know? yeah, they actually yeah. played, whereas I'm sure them boys now looking at it this morning, they're probably thinking, Chase, you know, I didn't, could have played they that. They didn't step up, I'm not too so. sure whether, going back to again, there's the subs and lads even coming on for us, you know, I'm not sure there's any real regrets of any player to think, fucking hell, I could have played better on the yeah. day. You now I think we, as a whole squad and the lads that got on the pitch for us, we were like, uh, yeah, we all played like at a, at a level of the performance that you needed against yeah, them, as you yeah. said, you know. Everybody played a part, literally. And did Every. you feel that performance coming? Did you feel like you were going to up your game? You, we hadn't beaten Dundalk this season. Did you feel like this is going to be the time? I don't know, but there's been huge moments, I think, and even when you just look at a performance to say like, okay, lads, what have the performances been like? Maybe the results haven't been... But you can go to the game and tell it, I think. For me, it was a huge game since I've been here. Now, and now they beat us and all that. The Gannon goal. Yeah. yeah. But I think Should've it was one of the first times, especially since I've been here over the last couple of years, where we actually went out and dominated them. Do you know? You're walking off the pitch thinking, fuck me, how have we lost that? How have yeah. we not won that game? But that performance that I took great, where to say, listen, you know, this, we are here now. Do you know what I mean? And then you have the European games, which are huge games again. And again, yeah. you look at them European games performances by the lads all the lads that played in them games again really high level like you know that's so you know the season and living memory for us as regards to performances like you throw in Europe I mean <laughs> Europe as like well so that's what I mean so they had all them huge games you know and then the semi-final against Bowles going over there again you go he's rattling the ball lads played at such a high level you know that you knew well, you got confidence on that going in I was people were saying oh, an inexperienced team haven't played in the cup final blah 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 but we had played in some huge games that season, you know, of significance. So you knew that the lads were able to produce and in their own individual performance, be able to put in big performances for themselves, you know, and then collectively then as a team, that all comes together. Mm. That's the big one for me there. When you say the individual battles, like obviously you say to yourself, we won't win individual battles all over the park. I thought we did that really yeah. well. And you say you left everything out there and the lads did that and ultimately it got us there in the end. Ah, big time. I mean, even even like the first, the first half, two minutes in, Joey, yeah, yeah, clattered. Yeah, absolutely clattered. Who was it? Who was Was it Yeah, he sent him flying, and then you kept the ball as well. And then we went out there. I just said, right, like think about that. The second you did that, I just thought to myself, the lads are fucking up for this. Well up for it. Yeah, and listen, there's big moments in games. Like you can talk about certain Two things about getting in. the ball down technically and doing this and doing that, which yeah. obviously football is. But man, sometimes it just comes down to. A little thing like that, yeah. smashing yeah. the centre half, and smashing the centre half, chasing down, down mm. clearly, bouncing off down clearly in the corner. Then you know, then he's thinking, oh here we go, long day, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's actually there is day. them little things that just yeah. get so, you on the front foot and get you. Told me before, like you never, so you always win a tackle and you're on the front foot. Mm. You never win a tackle and you're on the back foot. Yeah, so like that, you win, smash someone, you're going forward, you come yeah. out with the ball. It's, it's great. It gets everyone off their feet. It really did. I mean, even that finish with the flick, it was it was so close, mm. and it just got the fans going as well. It just it really did, didn't it? We had some big chances. We had we had Aaron Green in the first in. half dragged it wide. Yeah. How do you think we did in yeah. the first half, Gary? Yeah, I thought it was, first half and all. I thought we were exceptional. I thought honestly it was since I've been at the club, it was probably the best performance given the magnitude of, of the tie as well. And uh, for the last fifteen minutes of the first half, then I thought they maybe just got a little foothold on the game and, and started to you know do what they did, but. For the, for the first half and all, I thought we were we were very very good. I felt like uh, I think Jack owed us a performance against the likes of Dundalk and Bowles. One of the Dundalk critics criticisms against uh, Jack that he hadn't had a great game against them. Jack was so on it. I think it was definitely he was going to be on it for this final. He was really up for it. Like as regards to obviously they don't want to say too much, but in the dressing room, did did Jack was was he well up for it because it showed the first t- half hour. He just wanted the ball. It's probably the quietest I've actually ever heard him in the change. Yeah. In terms of like in in the actual change. He, was he wasn't that quiet though. <laughs> <laughs> but he was actually, you know, like Jack is, you know, Jack's only 22, 23, whatever he is, but he's he's I'm sure the lads agree, he's a leader of the team in, in his own way, you know, the way he plays. And for someone like me, when I came into change room for I'm learning off him every day and stuff and, and you know, it was a day that I knew that 
Jack would embrace more than most because you know he's, the big stage is, is what Jack wants and what yeah. he's used to. So, um, no, his performance didn't surprise me, but uh, you know I thought he was unbelievable. Yeah, he really was. It's a fantastic interview with his family in the papers just beforehand. Like even know? that, even that yeah. lead up, even that article, it just it just felt like it was going to happen. It just felt we were going to win the cup like that. And the very last so line, emotional. very last line, his man just goes, "We're going to win it." Yeah, was going to win the cup? It just felt right. So, I mean, the first half, we thought we dominated. I mean, within 13 minutes, we could have been one or two up. Grainer had, had a great chance. Jacko put him in. Super Bob put it on a sixpence. Should have been two up. And um, they went in a half time. How did you feel about a half time? What was the what was the vibe like? Yeah, it was good, to be fair. Um, I think we spoke amongst ourselves before the coaches and all that got involved. And we are good. Listen, a big thing for me against them, watching the back again, as I said, was... Uh, they're obviously very, very strong mm. on set players. Yeah. And um, I think really the only chances really came from, especially in the first half, I think you got free in the corner. Yeah, clearly, didn't and it? Around Just a half time. Yeah, and I was around that time. But I think, I, don't, I haven't seen the actual stats, but um, I think over the whole game, um, definitely in the 90 minutes, I think there was only two corners. I think we... Yeah. Might have been one corner in each half, mm-hmm. you know. It's, uh, they only got their first corner, I think, late in the. Yeah, no, they didn't impress me. And listen, they're very, very strong at them. So that was one thing that we did look at, even with, um, to make sure that we didn't concede too many, you know what I mean? And I suppose that's a reflection of the game, as in how many times we had to make blocks and tackles and stuff like that to actually put them out for corners, you know. It's, whereas on the air side, we had a. I think we had a lot of chances, but they are very good defending them as well, you know. So it was a huge part of the game, and. Um, was one of the things we definitely looked at as a team, yeah, didn't we, to 100%. make sure we didn't concede that be player because yeah. the couple of games against them up in um, Oriel this year, the, the game sort of swung on. The first goals have been from corners, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge there. part of the game, you know. Up there in Oriel. So when uh, we win the penalty and Aaron steps up, this, can we, can we just say this that time I, stands still. I don't, think, I don't think it was a penalty. Was it? Was a contact? Ray Wilson, you know Ray? Ray, we were in the boozer, we were in 10 York, we are watching it back. And he's screaming at the telly, going, I'm never a fucking pen. He, he was convinced it wasn't a penalty. <laughs> Do we care, though? <laughs> no, I don't care, but it's just it's a funny talking point like that if it wasn't. Yeah. But I think Borky put in uh, Greener, and then Greener paced by Rogers. And then, I mean, was there any debate over who was going to take the penalty? Uh, no. No, no, Mark had just, yeah. just killed it. Yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Well, he's taken this year. Yeah. What was the... Dylan Watts... Took a couple, missed yeah. one, scored one, and then it went back to Aaron. Mm. So there was no taking but, uh, that ball out, but it didn't seem like it anyway. No. The absolute scenes when this goal went in. Ah, man. I could have killed him. I have a really pet hate. See, when we score goals and people want to run back to our half, yeah. now I hate that. You made this point before yeah. about this, that they could restart yeah. the game. I, I could have killed him. No, I know, it's great, obviously, you want to celebrate with family. Galway, yeah, wasn't it? I get that. I think didn't, you, didn't you guide us somewhere, guide the players Just somewhere I, else? Just to keep someone in, in the yeah. corner, yeah, take a time, tie your shoelace level, because <laughs> it could waste 20 seconds yeah. of a game, it could waste a minute, and that could be a difference, and I think the soon the game restarts, if players are just because that's all they want to do. Yeah. I always compare it to like FIFA. most vulnerable. Yeah, you know when you yeah. score a goal in the FIFA, yeah. Yeah. just wants to come on, just skip the replay, skip the replay, no, just let them, so, because their heads will go, so uh, yeah, to pay, and my own boy, uh, look, yeah, I can't take away from Maka, he went to celebrate his family, mm. but um, hopefully next time, you know, I'll just, <laughs> yeah. school him in the air yeah. to celebrate. Yeah. We all got yeah. carried away in the stands. Even but going back to the panel, that's what, it was a reflection on me of the game, watching the whole thing again last night, as you said, Gary got on the ball, we picked up the second ball in the middle field, composure on the ball, we controlled the centre of the park really, does a nice little bit, forward pass, and the two boys, quality from the two lads, Greener and Boki, just showed how influential I suppose them three players were for us, but it was that. The, the move to actually lead to the panels it's brilliant football you know? yeah, yeah it was um, as I said Gary gets on it does a little bit plays a forward pass then Boke and Green I played a little 1-2 you know it was, it was a lovely move like you know is that, is that a sense of pride for you and Brazzer and the, and the staff that we've won the cup not just won it but playing a really attractive style of football that's something that makes you all proud yeah, it's the way we play, you know, and it's stuck to it once yeah, trust in what we do really I think that was a big thing we said that before the game as well like, trust what we do and the way we play like and we get to result and we did that from start to finish yeah it was absolutely amazing and and the thing is with uh, with Greener like, I'd love to see a striker taking penalties Do, does Greener want them at all or is it a case of who decides the penalty taker I mean is it between yourselves because there was remember I think we spoke about this on the show it was, it was a totally different issue it was the Man United penalty issue where 
Solskjaer kind of said, nah, do, do, do your own thing. So is it is it an ego thing in the dressing room? People who said, I'll take that. Or well, were you saying Dylan was on them from the start of the season, wasn't yeah, he? Like, yeah, he was on them last year. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. normally, whether fans are kind yeah. of confident and then if they score, don't take them out. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think <coughs> Dylan missed one. I think Maka took the next one. Like, so it was, it was funny who was on the pitch then, really. Yeah, like, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I think whoever backs themselves kind of steps up and takes them to score. Stay, stay on, on it, yeah. But then we've got to the equaliser and see, the, the thing is, why we all love football is the contrast of emotions that it brings and, I mean, those tears when, when Aaron scored, we're all looking around, we're hugging our kids, we're, we're just so happy and then literally... Celebrate like we won the cup. Literally, 10, 15 seconds left and he smacks, smashes it home. <laughs> I, I, th- I wanted the ground to swallow me up. It's, I can't describe it, it's just the... It's the levels of emotions that just go up and down. No other game can bring it. And I'll, I'll be honest, though, I wasn't confident when I went in. I just thought, this is done dark now. They're probably going to probably gonna roll over us and do what they usually do and just grind out a win. But Greg came on and he just got that game with a bollocks. Yeah. And it, 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 was, it was unbelievable. I don't know if he's aware of this game, but when we won the league in 2010, we won the league in 2010, we were playing the home of Sporting Fingal and we were 1-0 up and Chris Turner missed a penalty. And then they equalised in the 88th minute. It was a huge game. And then Pingo scored again in the 89th minute. And then with two games to go, that handed the title back, gave the initiative back to Bowes. And I asked a few people on Monday, I said, was that moment worse than Spartan Fingo? And everyone agreed with me. Yeah, it was. To me, that, that was my worst moment in football. I say for everyone it was. 10 seconds left in the game of what? In the cup final. 32 years since we won it, and you think you have it in your hands. Sick. And you Sick just scored it previously a couple absolute, of minutes before. I don't even remember most of the extra time. I was just slouched down, just <laughs> couldn't watch it. My, my, I, had my, I had my daughters with me, I had my son, my little one was five, and she she, she couldn't get it, like she didn't understand. She's like, Dad, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> what are you so upset? Explain the while. Gary's son, by the way, on the pitch after, we're celebrating yeah. with you, Gary. We're winning, right? Yeah. I'm looking around, I'm looking for my son because that's the thing we have most in common. He's nine, and I'm looking around going, where the fuck is he and he's on the pitch he's like this in front of the crowd yeah. <laughs> how did he even do it because he got marched off Stuart got a hold of him and then he marched him off and he's looking into the crowd giving it loads and he said that's what it feels like to play for Rovers if you ever do it and so now he's determined yeah. determined but uh, the huddle Joey can you tell us your words of inspiration was it, was it you did you have him in the, in the huddle no I wanted to obviously do it as his captain and I thought he was great as well he spoke great before it, the, the start of the game and then um uh, just going, but at the start of extra time, I, I, round the game was speaking, and I just sort of said, lads, listen, we're all shocked, you know, there's no point, and I think I actually said, there's no point trying to pretend, mm. I'm fucking shocked, we're all <laughs> shocked, the next five or ten minutes just need to survive, yeah. and we just get through the next five or ten, then yeah, just back it into the game. It wasn't even like that though, you know? it was, we controlled it, it didn't even, it wasn't even, the one thing that I, I really loved about it was, the breaking ball in most of that game was ours. Second balls were ours. We, we were all over them, and it was really refreshing to see because sometimes that's you could say it's part of the dark arts is controlling the game through through breaking balls. We 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 were all over it. We were mopping things up left, right, and centre, and that was a major part of that extra time I thought as well with Greg. And if you notice him off the ball, he was just getting everybody going. It was a yeah. mental thing more than anything as well. I think that you could say that because I spoke to Glenn about. Uh, about what he said when it went to extra time and he just said lovey yeah this will do we, we can do this so it was all about him portraying that it's a confidence thing as well so that's that's something that it's like mental the mentality has has to be huge as well when it comes to going to extra time I think that's half the battle isn't it is, is getting yourself mentally right within a couple of minutes to play extra time in the cup final like that's that's one thing that I was really really worried about I just we excelled that was the thing and having said all that it could have still all been thrown away two minutes to go how important was that save Jesus boy Adam <laughs> I can't describe because I just crawled boy. I think I had, we had this uh, similar moment in the semi-final Joey said to me I had my dad's uh, slippers on but the ball was kind of scrambling the box like I couldn't kick it away because the hit off someone went in it was the same I think Greg went to tight with someone the ball dropped and I was looking for the ball it hit off me heel went back to him and he struck on thinking no it's going it can't right. be and then it was just a great great hand by Al Unbelievable. Then my heart was in the mouth for the corner because you say like that's where the most dangerous. Mm. And I was like literally this was the last kick of the extra time, yeah. and we had to be on it. I think Joe, you said as well, be nervous before the game. Oh, I was shit myself for this <laughs> last corner. Yeah, uh, we obviously we saw that one. We actually had two yeah. then from that. That yeah. was there was two left to go after yeah. Alan makes that save. Well, it was actually it was an unbelievable save. Like and 
obviously then went for the corner. So he had that corner and then we defended that one. And then he had another one. So he actually had two right in the last 40 seconds, if you know oh, what I mean. I will so, say, we were top class defending from corners, though, weren't we? Like, I think both teams, now, to be fair, yeah, were, yeah. they're very strong, you know. Yeah, obviously, yeah. we'd fans ourselves, especially with Pico and mm. Lee and listen, there's lads, we can get goals from corners as well, but yeah. there wasn't, they defended them really well. And obviously, on the other side of that, we defended them pretty well as well, you know. And, but that was a that was a huge moment, I suppose, to... to um, and I suppose, the way they had chased the game, they put on subs, they put on attackers, like, sorry, to get back in. So they had... Plenty of big lads in there around the box, even more than normal, probably. Kelly so, has a bit of trouble. Didn't yeah, he? he's a big lad, yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's, a, he's a whip, isn't he? There's a bit of, there's a bit of pace oh, there. Do you like the thing about George? Yeah, Dano, wasn't it? Dano? Yeah, 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 he came on and they started to kind of focus down that side. So that that's like the, I thought uh, I thought Rouge did well when he came on as well. But, I think um, he, he had a run at Lee, didn't he? And yeah. he kind of got down an early marker. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, I think Lee just bossed him off it. Yeah, he might have held on to possession, but we got or maybe a goal kick. But um, you were down for number six, Beagle. Am I right? Yeah, the penalties. Yeah, I was going to ask if they had it as well. <laughs> <laughs> just flow it up yeah. there. Um, There's some great stories in this penalty shoot. As we mentioned, Joey, of course, uh, you said you'd taken one before in your career. I got Dave O'Leary Italian 90 vibes off that, by the way. Mm. It was like him stepping up. Yeah, it was. But it? Uh, probably from the fans' point of view, the, the most amusing story is. Uh, the Cleary penalty because we go back to this uh, he was on trial with us in 2018 not given a squad number and then he scores in this 5-2 win over us back in June 2018 seems such a long time ago now and he goes doubt me now on Twitter so we're all singing the Abba after the game <laughs> doubt me now doubt me now doubt me now honestly the second he stepped up we said to all the, just the yeah. group that were in so he's not he's not scoring us not a, chance. not a chance he wasn't a big game player he, he, he couldn't do it so um, the dressing room afterwards mayhem ah. Carsberry Pete's everywhere Joe. They actually the best thing about after the game was um, and I think when two of the fans left about the stadium cleared out we went back out onto the pitch yeah it was, and that was brilliant because obviously yeah. you just think you go in and you you have your celebration, you're dancing around, or you're taking your pictures, and you get your shower, and you go back. But be able to go back out and the proper soak it in, yeah. and mal getting us going with the sing song, yeah. Bill it was brilliant. But yeah, it was bedlam in the dressing room. And then uh, was it a meal afterwards in the Borland, in the Borlington, or was it just a? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Raz from the lads. Um, yeah, it looked like a, a very. Reserved affair anyway. I mean, th- there was a couple of people there. We had, we went back to the Abbo and the t- place got torn upside down. <laughs> I think we left at five in the morning. The one seat was mortar over a lock in. We're trying to get people in. It was <laughs> it was the golden ticket, wasn't it? I came back at like half twelve and there was a queue of seven lads standing in the rain ah, waiting for Big Gary to open yeah, up. Yeah, waiting to open the door. Yeah. Ah, it was great going back to the board. It was great. I got there earlier. A friend of mine was out in England, you know. So I was. Uh, having a point with him and stuff like that and they're in and around mixing with the fans and that it's great times you know yeah. they're the ones that you remember I'm sure the lads have said the same their family, your family and friends are in there and stuff like that you, you know the game you'll never obviously forget, as time passes you'll probably forget bits and bobs of the matches sort of thing and stuff like that but it's the nights afterwards you know you get pictures and your family are around and seeing that joy with your family and friends it's they're the stuff that lasts with you forever, yeah. you know. Any standout moments from me with the fans, the selfies, any funny stories you can think of? Jesus, so many. No, probably hundreds. Yeah. Hold about a thousand people yeah. in two days. No, what was it said? That's all I was getting. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, congrats. No, nothing like that. Pico got what I called the African selfie because it was with your Mrs. Larish. <laughs> oh yeah, and, Jesus. Uh, the African Cup is the yeah. <laughs> So you had one, a TV celebrity from Ireland for this family, and the other, some footballer. Yeah, yeah. She was saying to me, Oh, yeah, that's Jaden's favourite player. Can I get a phone from him? I said, You know, he likes Aaron McInerney. You just want to get a phone from him. I said, Fuck off. I was like, I was Grace because we had a thing going where if you if you watch as fans, like you see a little bit more, and Grace is never. He's always showing off his abs for some reason. So he's always lifting up his time. Oh, yeah, there's an awful lot of those that as well. Ew. 
Is it this fella? <laughs> yeah. The body fat's quite low, I'd oh, say. Yeah. But you know when you put Modest. a few quid in a, in a cup at a wedding and yeah. you pass it around, every time Greg's lifted up his top, you pass it around. I went about 100 times. Man, you hadn't got polar bears in here over there in the corner. <laughs> He'd be sitting there with his top off. <laughs> I'm starting to agree with Joey, I'm freezing here. Yeah. But uh, the, the cup was actually left behind in Terranura for a moment. And then McPhail was outside asking the players where it is. And then Broach, has to run back in and get it. Full of cornflakes as well. Ah, it was yeah. great. Listen, yeah. I had in the, a good friend of mine, cousin of mine, married to a cousin of mine, and he was there, Ray, so from Ming's End, the Rawls was diehard, he was there with his son, Sean, you know, and we got a picture with them, you could, and speaking to Ray, you could see the joy in Ray's face, you know, with, with his son there, the son obviously, I've never seen the one before Ray had, obviously, yeah. but you could see the two of them, you could see that joy and emotion, you know, that you don't get out of them sort of people, you know, not. Obviously, I, I've now right a long time, was married to one of my cousins and stuff like that, but to see it, I could see it in his face, you know, they'd be there getting a picture with his young fella, he was a Rovers fan, and the two of them there with the cup, just fantastic, you know, fantastic moment. For me to even see it with them, to look on, like, great moment, you know? that, that sort of unbridled joy is rare in life, it, realistically it is, like, this, like it's been 32 years and it's, it's such a, a, a raw emotion. And uh, did you see Mick McCarty in a suit? Is he the green suit, the green hair? Yeah, he was there, yeah. And he was back there as well. Not a great fellow, you know, you get to know these people. We've got to know Mick now over the last couple of years I've been here, obviously, and stuff like that. And listen, he's uh, absolutely loves it. I put a video into the WhatsApp group last year. (laughs) I put a WhatsApp group, uh, WhatsApp video of Mick into their WhatsApp WhatsApp group last year. And uh, the video that he's doing alone and that, you know, and to see that sort of what it means to people like that, you know what I mean? I think as a group of players, sometimes you can get, you can take, not take things for granted, but you can just sort of, it's part of what we do, like, you know, yeah. it's just, yeah, job at the end of the day, you go in, you train, you play, but sometimes when you see that, sort of, what it means to people from the outside, you need that perspective now and again, you know. I mean, at one stage, I was in the third new arena, and I looked around, and Mick Bourne was there, Pat Bourne, Neville Stephen, Brads and McPhail, like all these legends, Tony Cousins who won the cup, been through the ringer, and then you have the players all around you. Like those are moments that we're probably never gonna forget. Man, Gary O'Neill's and that now. Gary O'Neill's and well, there you the go. Home. I mean, we're looking around and all these people are just having points, enjoying walk. Like the, the chairman, the fans, the staff, everybody is around you. It, it's rare. Like I said, it's it's a it's a raw emotion, and it's rare that it happens that that much in life. And it was just amazing to be a part of. I liked that interview with uh, Ron and Finn the other day. He was saying the chairman John the Roach. He was saying before the game that like if, if we do or if Ronan does it the first time in 32 years he'll be, he'll be considered a legend by the fans yeah. as you mentioned Gary like Gary you'll be mentioned the same breadth as people like Pat Byrne and Mick Byrne you're only in the, in the door for yeah. five months like yeah only in the door like this type of thing people will remember your name for decades like, that, that's how that's how it's going to be realistically like for decades and everyone in this team you're going to have fellas who'll be rattling off this starting eleven in years who remember it who remember the day who remember passages of play they're going to be talking about this for the rest of their lives they've written themselves into Robert's folklore so how's it feel to be a legend? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, like, the lads said that to me again last night I was a few lads having a drink last night and it's a few uh, quiet ones yeah and Aaron Green actually said to me he said I would genuinely give up my salary he said to play on your home debut in Europe and score the winner yeah. and then score the winning penalty in, a, in an FA Cup final and look at I've said it to my dad and my brother and my, and my mom. You know, they're all obviously very proud of me. Down and Kerry being the first person from Kerry to win an FA Cup, and is it? It's yeah. a staff for you, prof. So yeah. it's something that you know. You uh, didn't know that. That's getting edited. And then he's gonna say it. A different voice. Yeah, look, I take immense pride in that. And uh, but to me, you know, I said it last night to me. I don't see it that I, I scored the winner. To me, it's just, you know, I scored... Because you didn't know. A, yeah, it was just a penalty shootout, you know, and I was fortunate enough to take the fourth one, but no, I, I don't think it, it deserves to be mentioned in the same breath as the fellas you mentioned just yet, but um, no, look, it was... Would you plan on it? Yeah. In 2010, we lost the, pen, lost the, the cup final on, on penals. Uh, there's a famous picture of another Kerry man, Biddy Denny, in tears, yeah. to the point where I almost became a meme, Biddy's tears, and here we are, nine years later, yeah. It was always he yeah. was always that that photo was and that video was always what reminded us of that that heartbreak in 2010 yeah. and we have another Kerry man coming in and and winning it for us. <laughs> so uh, Pico going full time 2017 
big decision. Yeah, great interview there. You were you recently about? Yeah, it was a it was a massive decision because obviously I was in full time employment. Played its part in the final as well, the Quifties final because you're the banker. You know the, the match question. Yeah, the match question. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Joey. Joey, Joey shaking. Got me up. Yeah, it was a big decision, obviously, because I was in a in a good job in the bank, and obviously you think it's a, it's a job for life, mm. and uh, I was still able to play in the league, but. I just wasn't happy. I was only ever happy playing football and I just had a thought to myself like saying that, look, this is a great chance to go full-time. It might not be in England or anywhere in Europe, but it's the highest level that I can play at. Why not give it a bash for as many years as I can and just go enjoy it? Yeah. And it turns out to be the best decision I've ever done. Yeah. And yourself and Finn are the only ones who were there for the duration of Brazil's three full seasons and uh, came through a lot. So it's been it's been a huge month for everybody, but as, as the... You as personally, is it the pinnacle of your career so far now this season as regards to silverware and international cap? I mean, quiz trophy, quiz trophy, yeah. <laughs> has it been has it been your your best season in your yeah. own opinion? Uh, yeah, quite fair. Yeah, quite fair. Like if you said said to me at the start of the year like that, you'd have an FAI Cup medal around your your neck. You've played for Cape Verde. I'd never would believe you. Like yeah. so, it, it's just been incredible. And I think it did start back three years ago because, as you say. We were a completely different team when I first came in, like in terms of personnel, and obviously we're still developing that kind of style of player and how he wanted to play. And obviously the second season again, we've added a few quality players to that, um, and we started to kind of stamp down our style. And then this season, I think from from the get go, everyone knew what we were about, mm. and we trusted that right through the season, and it got us the rewards and the very end. Just on that, actually, when you signed to Sarah was twenty seventeen, there was a photo of you, of you, Paul Curry. Ryan Connolly, Danny Devine. Dan Devine. Jesus, yeah, Two of those retired mid-season. And Ryan is in the first division with Galway. So, I mean... He nearly lost the toe, didn't he? Yeah. Wasn't that true? Yeah, he had a... It's obviously been a building process for Bazaar. You're not going to sign the correct 11 players in your first season. It's obviously a process. You, you improve the squads, you invest over time. And in terms of like, the stick Bazaar has got himself, I suppose... Uh, you know a lot of people doubt with him so I suppose a word on him and how he's come through that yeah what he's achieved now the gaffer's been incredible and since day one since I came in yeah I've seen myself geez, he just knows so much about the game and how he interprets that to you it, it's, it's great like, because you can see your own development in front of you he's giving you this information that, oh, that makes sense this will make me a better player I'll make the team play better and I think a lot of the stick that he that he took was very harsh because we felt as players that we were doing him and then just because he worked so hard behind the scenes in terms of his video analysis looking at ways how he can win games and even just making you a better player because yeah. a lot of things when you get to the higher level of football or as you get older you're not really coached as much obviously that coaching is doing skill but football every day I'm learning something new about yeah. the game with him and he's incredible and to be able to come through the stick he's took and stick to his principles and what he believes in and to get his rewards and just delight for him and all the staff McPhail, Glenn Crown and Darren Dillon Jose they all put in tremendous work and it's uh, it's great to see that it paid off in the end mm. Joe you mentioned that game back in June <coughs> of last year where we lost 5-2 to Dundalk Big Al well first of all Gavin was doing it but then shortly afterwards Big Al comes back so as a defender yourself and Pico on the back four was this a turn, massive turning point that point on we started racking up the clean sheets we're in great form was that a big turning point from then to win the cup on Sunday ah yeah look listen, he's the best goalkeeper in the league I think and that was he always only came in halfway through last year so obviously he probably wasn't going to win the award but I felt the last year when he came in he was the best you know he's proved it on the weekend with that said like you know it's them clutch moments in, in them games where that's what it comes down to you know it's not like and I'm sure Alan will probably say this, we probably play a lot of games against a lot of teams in the league that um, maybe just, they don't even have a shot, you know? But it's them big games that when you're going to get asked the question, can you do it, done it? I was say we made against Pats at home um, when we are one up and we hang yeah. on and it makes unbelievable save, you know? You win the game, like there on Saturday, or there on Sunday, you win the game because of that save that he makes, it goes to extra time, you know? And then obviously again, in the shootout, he makes the save. You know, and that's it's them big, big moments that define, define individual players and define careers. Like you know, that's obviously why you have to be able to have a great career. And 
the condition that he's in and the shape he's in, I mean, he's phenomenal, you know, and I'm sure it's one of them things you could keep on going to these far, in this far, yeah, yeah. you know. So next season, it's all about catching the dog, isn't it? Can we do it? Ah, yeah, definitely. Listen, again, it's huge, huge win, I suppose, for us now as a, as a group of players and as a club, but, you know, you've done them, you know, you've... I suppose. Do you think it's a mental block that's been removed now, do you think? Yeah, because I think in the games over the last couple of years, well, we've only beat them once, have we, in the league? I think, what was it? The mm-hmm. stat was something like 1 in 15 uh, uh, games in Tallah Stadium or something along the lines of that, so it hadn't been great, in fairness. Yeah, so listen, down to win it on the biggest, the biggest day, you know, it's uh, something that we're going to have to go on. And this football club, like, when I came here two years ago, I spoke about winning the league, like, I was speaking about winning the league from then, like, you know, yeah. that's what you have to do with this football club, like, that's the demand you got to go and win the league and that's what we have to do now as a team there's obviously things we're going to have to look back on and performances and results and stuff that probably costs us obviously them games against Dundalk and Bowles but other stuff you know draws at home to Sligo Derry 2-2 stuff like that you know they were huge games at, yeah. at points in the season you know so we need to improve on that and find a way to win them games that these are the games that yeah you batter things but can you get a goal can you dig yeah, a goal out or something yeah. like that yeah you get the, that the form of champions as they say isn't it exactly yeah. to grind out 1-0 wins yeah. and I'm, like sure the manager has, I'm sure the manager is, um, he's going to add to the group you know? and I think that's a key as well you need to keep improving mm. keep on bringing in players to um, improve the group and I'm sure he's going to do that you know and spoke there is in this as far as in the League of Ireland football as well like the tone of the players at clubs is as always, every year players move on. You know, yeah. I'm sure that's going to happen. Us, like I'm sure players are going to move on. You know, and you lose players that have been a big part of the last couple of years too. But we're so we're all signed up apparently. Um, are you going to come back? You you be with us next season? Ah yeah, yeah. Have to yeah we have to come back for the trophy anyway. <laughs> have to have to yeah, yeah, you have to come back to get the, win, the quiz trophy though as well. <laughs> Do you look yeah. at this? Um, this could like hopefully be a springboard for us for next season. Look at what Cork did. In 2016, they won the cup. I think it was on penalties as well, actually. And then they had a storm and start the league next season. So there is precedent of a cup win leading to you know league success the following year. So hopefully in our case, yeah, definitely. And look, I've we've really wanted to win a league for so long now. Um, obviously another club wanted the the cup after not winning for 32 years. But always in my mind, I've I've always wanted the league. Um, and yeah, look, look, it's, it's now given us because you want to cope with the league. We're gonna have to get stronger over the off season, uh, really attack pre season hard and start the season hard the way we did. And as Joey said, address the issues that may have cost us a few points, like important points during the season. And uh, but we're gonna probably bring us closest to win the title. But we're gonna give it our best. So very uh, in a such such a short time, the the level of players around you. You've elevated your game to kind of match them as well. Like I mean, you've gone, you've gone. No disrespect to UCD, but you've gone from UCD to getting into the team with like the Jack Bourne and, and the lads here. What was it a daunting thing? Like, were you, were you, did you struggle mentally going into that thinking, oh, can I do this, or did you rise to the occasion? Like, uh, I think it was daunting at first, yeah. And yeah. I, I still think even now I'm still maybe playing a little bit within myself. I still think there's a little bit more in me that I can. I can get out of with a full pre-season of my belt at this club um, like you say was, I think whenever you go to a new change room the first thing you do is kind of seek approval of your teammates you know you, yeah. your first training session you always want to be you know you don't want to be them going off the pitch thinking Jesus you know who's your man yeah, <laughs> you know, what did they saw on this player here or whatever so in my first week I kind of tried me my utmost best to kind of seek the approval of, of the players and you know hopefully I did that and I got into the team then Around the European time, just after Europe, I kind of started to start a lot of league games. My first start was was UCD at home, and um, since then it's just gone from strength to strength for me. Really, I've uh, like I say, I've, I've been loving it. You know, I'm playing in midfield with Harry McInnes, Jack Byrne, Dylan Watts, Craig Boulder, all these lads that I'm learning off every day. And um, no, it's it's been going really well. But like I say, I still think there's there's a lot more in there. Yeah. You know, Neil Ferrugia better than most, and uh, obviously impressive on Sunday so he could be a big player for us next year yeah well Neil's unbelievable there's no one like him in the country um, Vassie's, there's no one like him I've ever seen to be honest you know, he's, he's six foot two. he's in unbelievable shape he's someone who Vitaly Klitschko love to am I the only one who sees the resemblance there <laughs> Jack Burrell actually came up to me actually, <laughs> after Neil's first game I can't remember who it was and Jack came up to me after and just said Gary he can play in the Premier League he said he's going to play in the Premier 
Really? Yeah, it's the first thing he said to me, O'Neill. He's like, he's going to play in the Prem. Um, he's unbelievable. You know, I think the lad, it probably surprises a few people how quick his feet are, how nimble he is but for, yeah. for such a big boy. It's, yeah. it's, it's unheard of. You know, it's unseen. It's the way he is, but... I think with a full pre-season under his belt at this club he could be you know, a serious, serious, serious asset next yeah, year. Yeah, we're looking forward to seeing him next season. So, uh, we're going to finish off with the most anticipated social event of the year. It's the five-a-side, Tifty's five-a-side. The Brooker boys won last year uh, from Tallet, from Brookview. Uh, one of the lads played a tournament was in the league before, TZ Mustafa. He won, uh, no little TZ, little small fella. I know, yeah. He's yeah, quick. He's been fast forward yeah. from opposite the tournament. What a play against him in the first division. He's had a long throw away. Yeah, he's, he's been everywhere. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's up at, he's at Larn. I want a point that's up now. He's on clubs and Tiger. So we're going to do the five side now. Now what, the way it is, right, we have one team left and it's going to be like a mystery team. And we'll confirm it soon enough. So we're going to get the lads to pick out the balls. And so we'll go first team in group A. First team in Group B. Yeah. Like that? Yeah, we go with that. So okay. we're going to go Joey Force. Joey, call out the number. My number. 28. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be all Keith Fahey, bro. Like, yeah, I was going to say that. No, he's picked it. No, 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 he's picked it. He's picked it. The, the lads can, the lads can give the balls a swear. You can still see the numbers. What was it? 28. 28. 28. Just let me call out the teams before you go next. Yeah. So 28 was the 16 team We don't know Right so that's the mystery team 29 Next is 9 And that is Sam Bones Arse so Sam Bones Arse <laughs> You got something slight aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, number 3 Number 3 is the Ultras The Ultras Fresh from their display First team of Number 8 Number 8 And that is The Brooker Boys The Brooker Boys The, the defending champs Reigning champions Number two. Number two is York Street Hoops. The York Street Hoops. Chester's team, they be in. Number five. Number five is Pride of Rings End. The Pride of Rings End, the inspiration for the tournament. Eleven. Eleven. The second academy team. The second, so that is possibly Bradzar. It's There's coaches and there's managers, so that could be Bradzar. And the boys. Number four. Number four Fine is Prasky Loyal. Prasky Loyal. The boys, the Brooker. Yeah, now that is uh, Connor Foley's team. So Pratsky oh. Loyal. And number 19. Number 19 is Rovers Elite. Rovers Elite. I'm not too sure who that is. Number one. Number one is us, Tifties. The Tifties boys. Number six. Number six. We'll have Talistine. We'll have a few ringers in our team. Talistine, number six. Number 10. Number 10, the first academy team. So once again, it could be could be anybody. 17. 17, no one likes us. No one likes us. Number 26. 26 is... Noyex? Yeah, Noyex. No they put kitchens in, don't they? That's it. Kitchen floors, that's That's what I was thinking when I saw Yeah, that's them. Uh, number 7. Number 7. Is Kefron SNS? We'll be hitting them up for a sponsor um, now, actually. Um, 26. 26. Oh, wait, 26 was Noyek, sorry. Oh, no, yeah, it's 24. <laughs> <laughs> 24, Green Hills, Green Park. Green Hills, Green Park, they knocked out Robbo's team last year. Robbo's so, taking numps out people. I'll do a quick review of that, right? Group A is the 16 team, we don't know. York Street Hoops, Robbers Lee. And no one likes us. That's oh, yeah. Group A. Group B is Sam Bones Arse, Pride of Rings End, Tales from the East End, and Noyex. Group C is Ultras, the second academy team, Tadestein, and Kefron SNS. Oh, yeah. Group D is the Brooker Boys, the Holders, Prasky Doyle, the first academy team, and Green Hills Green Park. So, definitely going to be an interesting tournament. And uh, it's all set. Two o'clock kickoff. Subject to change as well because I think the fourteens they have decided to play on the grass. So weather depending. If the weather's bad, they're going to play on the Astro. They'll kick off at one. So it could be delayed by an hour and a half or max an hour I'd say. So uh, that's going to be two o'clock kickoff. One p.m. registration. Don't be late. And uh, we have a couple of little surprises in store for the day. We have an old school rave after a nineties rave. If you're interested, lads, so you're very welcome <laughs> to come in. And yeah, that that's pretty much it, bro. Well, as this, it's been a 
It's been a pleasure, absolute pleasure having you in. Delighted, and hopefully we'll see you again soon enough. Pico's bringing the cup down to the four provinces, isn't he? He'd probably bring that on Saturday. <laughs> He'd probably bring now, we will, we'll organise a live show. Get the four provinces in, we get some of the players down. We can show up for half an hour, drink a load of craft beer. Free. <laughs> yeah, <you're right. laughs> It'll be warmer as well, don't worry. Big <laughs> <laughs> Baltic in here. So that's it for today, lads. Thanks very much. Thanks, lads. Thanks for having us, boys. Yeah. Enjoy it. Thanks, lads. Thanks, lads. Thanks, lads. Thanks, lads.